privilege it is. I mean, I'm, I, I'm always telling God that, that what a privilege it is to carry his word uh, to the nation. And wherever that may be, you know, it could be here, it could be somewhere else. But you know what? As believers, I, I never want to take it for granted. Or any of you, whoever may have an opportunity to stand in front of a group of people and share the goodness of God. Don't ever take those times for granted because it's precious. You may be the very one with the very word that they need to hear to help them get through whatever it is they're facing today. Amen? Praise God. If they'd go ahead and put that up on the screen, what we're talking about today. We're going to be getting into Romans, uh, reading several scriptures in the book of Romans. But I want you to look at the theme of Romans. The theme of Romans is the gospel of God. The gospel of God. Father, we thank you today for another opportunity to share your word with people of like faith. And if there be one or more who is here who hasn't accepted you as their personal Savior, then we're believing that this will be the day that they become new. So we thank you, Father, there's nothing too hard for you. Thank you that you always allow us to lean on you. Thank you, Father, that we love you and you've given us the opportunity to share the most life-giving message that the world will ever hear. And that's the message of the gospel. So we give you praise, we give you glory and thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen and amen. The whole theme, if you were to read the whole book of, the, uh, of Romans, and it might be a good thing for you to do, just go back and just start reading through the whole book of Romans. But the whole theme of the book of Romans is the gospel of God. Everybody say the gospel of God. Now we're not just talking about anybody, but we're talking about the gospel of God. The God, our creator. The God in Genesis who spoke this world into existence with only his voice. God said, and there it was. God said, and there it was. Folks, I want to tell you, we serve a mighty, mighty God. But I want to read this scripture to you here. It's not in, in the ones that I had them prepare. But in Galatians chapter 1, and uh, beginning in verse 8, it says, But though we, this is the Apostle Paul talking, it says, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel, let that get in you. As teachers in this room and as preachers in this room, as Sunday school teachers in this room, the same message, I believe, goes to us. But though we or an angel from heaven, even an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Folks, that's pretty important, don't you think? Amen. So when we get up and share God's word, and really that's what we're doing, we're sharing the gospel. But if you're sharing anything other than what he says, you're preaching wrong. That's right. Is that what he said? Look at that again. 
But though we, you and I, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel, in other words, any other message that does not point towards me as the Savior of the world. That's what that's saying. Preach any other gospel unto you than that which has, than that which we have already preached unto you. Let him be accursed. I believe the apostle Paul preached the original gospel, don't you? (laughs) Original meaning the gospel that Jesus gave him. The gospel that he heard about. The gospel that raised the dead. The gospel that healed the sick. The gospel, amen, that, that caused the lame to walk. The gospel that brought love to your house when there seemed to be no many. No, the whole theme of the book of Romans is the gospel of God. Now let's look at one more here in the gospel of John. Uh, This is kind of preparing us here. John 14. Look over here in John 14. Hallelujah. John 14 and verse 6. You've heard me quote this many, many times, and I'm sure if you've ever taught anything about Jesus... You have probably taught this. But the gospel of John, chapter 14, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, amen. Verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. Now, let me rephrase this to you like this. This is what he was saying. I am the gospel, by the way. I am the gospel truth. I am the gospel life. No man that comes unto me that if they hear any other gospel, they've heard it wrong because it must come Through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the gospel preacher. Can you say amen? He's the epitome of the gospel. This man called Jesus. Now he's not like any other man. He didn't walk like any other man. He didn't talk like any other man. Folks, that's what set him apart. Was because he chose to be like the father. Who was the God Of the gospel. Oh, hallelujah. He chose to follow in his father's steps. Like little children. My dad and my grandfather were ministers. Uh, I wanted to be a minister. I wanted to be a preacher. I wanted to follow in their steps. But you know what they did? They showed me a great example. I said they showed me the greatest example. The greatest example my father ever showed me in the gospel was that he loved my mother. (laughs) He showed it. He didn't just talk about it. He showed his love. Jesus, again, is what? He's the epitome of the gospel. Let's look at one more here. Look over here in Revelation. The last book of the Bible here, Revelation chapter 14, and you, you've probably read this, I'm sure you have, but in Revelation chapter 14, look here 
at verse 6. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 6. Now what we're talking about this morning, we're talking about the God of the gospel. And we're looking at Romans. We're going to look at some things here in Romans. Romans is all about the gospel. Glory to God. But look here in Revelation chapter 14 verse 6. It says that I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having what? The everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. How long is this gospel going to last? Forever. Forever. And who is it for? The whole world. Every nation. Every kindred. Every tongue. Every culture. God has blessed me to do many trips in the mission field. And I have found out that the gospel not only works here in the United States, but it works in Africa. It works in Haiti. It works in Belgium. It works in Europe. It works all over the world where it will be preached and received. See, the gospel can be received by anyone who hears the preaching of the gospel. It's the gospel is what we need to hear today. Can you say amen? Romans is the gospel of God. I guess every preacher has his favorite subject. Well, my favorite subject is the gospel. Because the gospel therein can do everything that I need to know. And everything as a pastor that I need to know that I can share with you as a local congregation. It's in the gospel. What you need is in the gospel. It's in his word. It's in the gospel. If you dare to open up the pages of those 66 books and read what lays therein, they are the very secrets of life. And the good thing about it is he's not hiding them from you. He's hiding them for you. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Let's look here. In uh, Romans chapter 1. Romans 1, 1. It's our first scripture. Romans 1, 1. Hallelujah. Let me get over there. Thank you, Jesus. If you've got your Bibles, Romans chapter 1. Amen. Romans 1, 1. And what's our subject today? The gospel. But look here in, in, in verse 1. Paul, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. Amen. Talking about the fivefold ministry. He was called to be an apostle. Anyone don't just step into the office of an apostle. It's a called office. It's one of the fivefold ministries that God talks about. But I like the next part. Called to be an apostle. But when he was called to be an apostle, God separated him to preach the gospel. Amen. Now, you don't have to be called 
to be an apostle, to be separated into the gospel. When we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, in actuality, we have been separated into the gospel because of our confession of Jesus Christ. But he was called to be an apostle. Amen? He, God called him for that specific reason. An apostle is simply one who is sent. One who is sent with a great message to change the world. I believe the apostle Paul had that, don't you? What an apostle. And we have apostles today. They're still in the land today. They're still alive today. But I love that last part there. Separated unto the gospel. Yeah, Paul, I've called you to be an apostle. I've called you to be a leader. I've separated you to lead with the greatest message to the Gentiles that they will ever hear or ever witness. And I've, what? Separated you. I've kind of moved you over here because I'm going to teach you some things. How many of you know you need to have a teachable spirit to learn the things of God? I said a teachable spirit. Now, a teachable spirit is someone who, of course, uh, uh, has had a change in here. They've been born again. But I have found out that even people who have not been born again have teachable spirits. That's a wonderful thing. Amen. But isn't it good to know when you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior that you haven't arrived? That there are still things that you need to know. There are still things that God wants to separate you in over here uh, in your time of prayer, whenever that is, to teach you some of these things, amen, that he can talk to you about these things of the gospel. It all pertains to the gospel. You know, the whole theme of Romans is, is the God of the gospel, but all 66 books are God's gospel. All 66 books are God's word. Can you say amen? Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the, what? The gospel. Thank God for the gospel. I said, thank God for the gospel. Can you say amen? It relates, the gospel relates to the whole Bible. Look here at Romans chapter 2, verse 11. Romans chapter 2 and verse 11. Hallelujah. Amen. Who does it relate to? What did he just come for, for the Jews? No. Did he just come uh, for the uh, people that lived just only in Israel? No. Who did he come for? He's a God of everyone. I said he's a God of everyone. Listen to this. It relate, the gospel relates to who? The whole world. Everybody say the whole world. There are things going on all over the whole world today. Why? Because they're accepting the gospel message of Jesus Christ. People being born again all over the world. Thank God. Thank God men and women are still answering the call to be missionaries to other countries. But as it looks now, and I'm pretty sure I could get an amen on this, it looks like we need more missionaries sent in the United States to help us what it looks like a failing gospel. I said what it looks like. But I'm encouraged with this. The gates of hell. (laughs) The gates of hell and all that hell would bring 
will not prevail against a church, not just a church, but a church that preaches the gospel. Glory to God. I'm glad I'm a part where I can be in a local church that can preach the gospel. That no one's trying to tell me that I have limits on what I can preach, how I can preach it, and how I can deliver it. Thank God the gospel was preached under the demonstration and the power of the Holy Ghost. And when it was, lives were changed. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. Because of Him, Jesus who is the God of the Jews, as well as also the God of the Gentiles, amen, the whole world is found guilty. The whole world, amen. Did I read Romans 2.11? For there is what? No respect of persons. God doesn't care who you are, does he? Does God care about color? Does God, God care about how old you are? Does God care about how young you are? Does God really care about what side of the tracks you come from? Does God really care how much money you got in the bank or how much money you don't have in the bank? You know what God cares about is your thoughts towards Him. That's what He cares about. Because He can make all those other things happen because of the gospel. But look here at Romans chapter 3 and verse 9. Romans chapter 3 and verse 9, because of him, because of Jesus. I mean, these are profound thoughts. I know we've heard them before, but I'm telling you what, there's nobody like him. There's nobody like this man called Jesus. They can come into your life and change you, set you, set you up like you've never been set before, give you some things, bring you to places that you never thought about. God can absolutely change your life and cause good things to come into your life, your family's life, your grandchildren's life. I claim all of those for my family. Glory. (laughs) Romans 3, 9. What then? Are we better than they? No. In no wise. For we have before proved. What? Both Jews and Gentiles. That they are what? All under sin. And, And of course we'll look back in biblical times. Anything... Anything other than a Jew was recognized as a Gentile. You were a Gentile. So in our case, Jesus came to save even the hillbillies. Now see, I can say that because that's where I'm from. I was born in West Virginia, raised in Ohio, and lived in Kentucky. Amen. I mean, he came to save those people like that, that don't talk right. You know, they talk funny. Hillbillies do. You ever been around any hillbillies? Well, you know, don't worry about it. What I'm trying to say is God came for everybody. He even came for people like you. Come on now. I believe I could get a better amen than that. He came for people just like you. And he knew all about me. And you know the thing about it, Joey? Joe? Joey. (laughs) Make you feel younger? He saw all the negative things in my life. And you know what he did? He still came. He said, I'm still going to come. And I'm still going to forgive you. I'm still going to release you of all those things. 
Folks, I tell you, God is a releaser of the past. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The only past I have is in the minds of people who won't let it go. And the only past you have is the past you won't let go. But the gospel. The gospel. (laughs) I said, but the gospel. Amen. (laughs) Look here at Romans chapter 3. Uh, 19 and, uh, yeah, 19 and 23. Romans 3, 19 and 23. He says, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law. And every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Now look here at verse 23. There it is again. For how many? How many? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We can say it like this, for all have sinned and come short of the gospel of God. Amen. In other words, I come short because I couldn't save myself. Amen. I couldn't do anything that was good enough to save you. It was out of my hands. It was in the hands of the gospel giver, who is God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen. Justification. Everybody say justification. I know that's kind of a big word, but justification simply means to make make it right. To justify you. To make it right for your case. Amen. Justification is revealed which is sufficient for man's need and received through faith alone. Let me say that to you again. That's found in Romans chapter 3, verse 28. We're going to look at that. But listen to that. Your justification, what you, what you needed, Vicki, God made right. He, he made it right for you, Beverly. Amen. Because... Not only man, but woman's need had to be fulfilled. And the only way that that could be fulfilled was through faith in the gospel. (laughs) Hallelujah. Romans 3, verse 28. Therefore, we conclude. In other words, when you conclude something, you you summate it. You, you, You make a summary. You're making an end to it. Therefore, we conclude. What? That a man or woman is justified or what? Made right. Something happened to make things right for you. Something happened in your life to make things happen in a right way. Therefore, we conclude that a man or woman is justified by faith. By faith. Faith in what? The gospel. Amen? Without the deeds of Of the law. The law could not save you. The law can give us a lot of history. And a lot of rules. And a lot of regulation. But listen to me. It's only by the grace of the gospel. And faith in the gospel. That can make you right. 
or bring justification to your wrong. He can bring justification to your wrong. Can you say amen? Glory to God. I said glory to God. Let's stop right there. Wait a second. Let's stand. There's so much of this, and I don't want to keep you too long because I want to keep your attention because this is so important. It's God's gospel. It's God's gospel for who? You and I. It's God's gospel for you and I. Yeah, and continue to pray for me because there, there's so much I want to share with you. And the only reason I want to share the word of God with you is to make you a better person. Is to make you better. Is to enable you to face every day with victory. Amen. I heard a guy say the other day, he said, I think people are looking at the cross wrong. Too many times we'll look at the cross as a place of defeat trying to get victory. But he said what we really need to look at from every area in your life, you need to realize you're beginning from victory, reaching to what he's already given. We've already got the victory. We don't need to have a defeated mentality. I'm not someone defeated trying to get victory. I'm someone who has victory, who has overcome, who has defeated all those other things. Amen? Glory to God. So we need to look at it that way. I'm, I'm fighting from, from the, the knowing that I've already won. I'm not defeated because when he won, you and I won. And Ephesians, we read over that in the authority of the believer that when what he got, we got. And when he got up, we got up. So when he got up, I believe he got up with victory. So we need to have the mindset of when we're facing things. Okay, I'm fighting already with a winner's mentality. I've already won. I've already won. Now, I may have some battles to get to that, but I've already won. And I'm standing on God's word to get me there. Glory to God. If you're here this morning, you've never accepted Jesus. I I just, y'all a blessing to me. You you really are. And thank you. Thank you for putting a demand on the gift. And what you do when you place a demand on the gift is, is your, when you say, Father, I'm placing a demand on pastor's gift. You're placing a demand on the gift of the pastor to bring out things that you need to hear. That'll be a blessing to you. Amen? So I believe everybody in here is saved today. I believe everybody in here is saved. Anybody need special prayer for anything before we leave today? Amen? Yes, ma'am. I'm asking in for Mary Hayes. Okay. Sure. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's what Deanie was telling us. Yeah. Anybody else? She's standing in. Yeah, come on up, brother. Well, uh, my, my son needs healing and he needs to be healed. Okay. Well, a couple of you people go back there where James is and lay hands on him. And, and just, are you any believer? You know, it says the believers will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Barb, won't you come over here and lay hands on Lisa, you want to come up here and help Barb pray for her? Uh, and she's standing in for Pastor Hayes. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, just go right ahead and start praying. Father, we just agree with these today. We thank you that every need is met. We, we pray for Pastor Hayes. We thank you for a quick recovery. Skilled, skilled uh, uh, people to work on him. We thank you for his church is going to be well taken care of. We thank you that, that, that uh, the healing power of God is going to be in his life. Thank you for James' son. Believe in God for a vehicle as well as a job. God, we know you can have and allow these things to happen. So we're going to give you praise. We're going to give you glory. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you that it's done. We thank you that Pastor Hayes is blessed, that he's healed. We thank you that James's son has a job. Thank you that James's son has a vehicle. And Father, we just pray and pronounce a blessing over our church this morning. All the believers that are here, we bless them. All the endeavors they're believing to do, we're believing for them. So we just thank you. Yes, yes. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.